0: Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. I have two prophetic words from the Lord that I received today while I was in service and I will do my best to go through them. I'm going to make them into two separate videos. So one One message is coming. Both of these are very well covered scriptures here on the master's voice. So here on this prophetic work that the Lord has raised up, for his sovereign glory and his sovereign name's sake, that not only the nation of the United States, but all the nation will actually, all the nations of the earth will hear and know that there is only one God, there is only one perfect sacrifice for the sin of mankind. And because mankind has deliberately chosen to cast off the acknowledgement and the honoring Of the one God and to trample the perfect sacrifice for sin under their feet judgment is coming to the earth and this judgment has been proclaimed in the holy scriptures long before this woman sitting before you was raised up by God to speak his word and so I will be covering two well covered passages today one of them is from Isaiah chapter 9 and the other one is from Ezekiel Ezekiel chapter 9. So we're going to start with Isaiah 9. The title of today's message is, let me just bring it up on the tablet. It is, The Bricks Have Fallen Down. The Bricks Have Fallen Down. So the message is, The Bricks Have Fallen Down, and the date for it is today, January the 30th, 2022. So I will read from Isaiah 9, the passage that the Lord gave me today while I was in service And as I read over it on my tablet that I had taken with me, it brought grave thoughts to my mind. It is not as if I have not covered this scripture before. The passage that the Lord usually gives me is from Isaiah chapter nine and verse 10, which says, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. And so I have spoken, verse 10 and verse 11 over and over again in so many messages, written messages on the blog, themastersvoice.com and in the videos. But today the Lord charged me to read out 11 verses from Isaiah chapter nine. And so without further ado, I'm going to read, and I'm going to paraphrase because there is a lot to cover. The reason for these videos is simple. The Lord said that I should let America know that there is a reason for judgment and punishment, that she is not being punished and judged out of nowhere. Honestly, when you hear that judgment is coming to America, there's so many different types of reactions that people have. Some people are shocked and they don't even understand what you're talking about. Some people are afraid and terrified, especially here because on this channel, the Lord has given so much clear cut detail, not only about judgment and not only about punishment, but how the judgment will come and how the punishment will be administered. And so when somebody doesn't have the understanding of why they are facing judgment, there can be so many responses. But once there is a clear understanding of why judgment is being passed and why sentencing and punishment will follow after, then there remains a decision in the hearts of the hearer as to how they are going to take what God wants them to know. The judgment and the punishment of America is for primarily the sins of the nation and not just hidden sin, but open sin that is flouted and flagrantly, what can I say? Flagrantly enjoyed across the face of the nation. It is pushed up in the face of even those who would not wish to see it. So the sin here is not just sin that people are hiding away and tucking away. It's very arrogant sin. It's very proud sin. It's sin that is proud to relabel itself. Sin has experienced a very great makeover in America. And we're going to look at someone's life in this video that the Lord brought to me to show me how one begins to walk in flagrant sin, and if they don't stop, what the ultimate end of that person will be. And so here are the verses. The bricks have fallen down, but we're going to build back with hewn stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. And therefore, God will set up the enemies of Rezin the king against him, and he will spur his enemies on. The Syrians will be in front, and the Philistines will bring up the rear, and these two shall devour Israel with an open mouth. Remember, I'm paraphrasing. For all this, the anger of the Lord has not been satisfied. It is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For these people do not turn to the one who strikes them, and they do not seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord will cut off the head and the tail out of Israel, both the palm branch and the bulrush, in one day. The elder and the honorable, he is the head. And the prophet who teaches lies, he is the tail. For the leaders of this people cause them to fall and walk in error, and those who are led by them are destroyed. Therefore the Lord will not have any pleasure in their young men, and he will not show mercy to their orphans and widows. For everyone is a hypocrite, and everyone does evil, and every mouth speaks foolishness. For all this the anger of the Lord is not satisfied, but his hand is stretched out still. For wickedness burns among them as a fire, and it shall devour the briers and the thorns, and kindle in the thickets of the forest, and they shall mount up like rising smoke. Although the wrath of the Lord is burning up the land, the people also will be fuel for that fire, and no man will spare his brother. And he shall snatch on the right hand, but still be hungry. And he shall gobble on the left hand, but he still won't be satisfied until every man begins to devour the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh will devour Ephraim, and Ephraim will eat Manasseh, and together they shall turn against Judah. But for all this, the anger of the Lord is not satisfied, but his hand is stretched out still. So in the past few weeks, I've been receiving very grave prophecy from the Lord, prophecy that is looking more deeply at sins of bloodletting. Bloodletting is just basically any form of sin that allows blood to flow. So for instance, the raping of a young girl or a young boy who has never had sexual contact before, when you do that and cause that person's blood to flow, that is a form of bloodletting. America, I have already covered in previous videos, is a land that indulges in blood sports. This is where adults, but mainly children, are captured, and I have seen them in visions, being released into... Places that look like farms. I really want to warn you young people because this was heavy on my heart yesterday. I want to warn you about the company you keep. I want to warn you about your passion for going out in the woods to have drunken parties and stuff like that. What you do not know is that you are, you live in a nation that has one of this most smoothly oiled mechanism for stealing, selling, trafficking, killing young people. I have seen young people out in the woods, young children, but mostly the grownish teen ones. And this form of blood sport is where people are taken to far off areas. Some of it looks like private property, but some of it is just woods. And these people are released and they are hunted for fun in these places. I have mentioned these things. This is a form of blood sport hunting human beings for interest and for fun. There's also the sin that the Lord mentioned in the the prophecy, blood to drink, which is that it is now a new habit of the women in this country to indulge in sexual activity while they are on their personal female clock. So, that's enough information. Your personal, female, biological clock, when that time is upon you, upon you, women who are already fornicating, or even women who are married, are not stepping back and reserving themselves from intimate activities. They are still participate, participating in this. And the Lord is enraged by this type of conduct, because in the Bible, it is called lying in your blood, And this is a grave affront. the lord that is not what personal intimacy between a man between a man and a woman is for there's also the sin of abortion there are so many sins the the time timeless one of murder and so these things the lord has been bringing them strongly to mind not to say celestial open the blog and receive this word from me yes some of those words have been posted the recent one is called the queen of heaven but God wants this country to know that for the blood that flows as a restless sea and that has flowed from the inception of America in the killing of the first peoples who lived here in the killing and slavery of the African-Americans, God wants, to know, wants this nation to understand that he will make an inquiry for blood. This is Psalms 9 and verse 12. When he makes an inquisition for blood, he remembers it. He will not forget the cry of the afflicted. This means that every person who has been murdered in America every persons who every person who is aborted in the united states every person who is sexually molested to all the people having children specifically to traffic them everyone thinks this is the crime of elites and the rich this country is filled with parents, millions of them, who are putting out their cigarettes on their children, who are methodically starving their children because they say, you're a brat, so you're not going to have any food. There are people who are keeping their children in basements in this country and sleeping with them. Because these sins are in the underbelly, the average person may not have an understanding of them, but the police know that these things are happening. The crime people and the task force people they know that these things are happening but they do not know the extent to which the roaches exist in the cupboards of this country and so this channel is here to bring these things out into the public so that god God can be vindicated, and when he comes to punish this nation, no one will say, but why did he do it? So I'm going to quickly cover these verses, and I will try to link them to all the prophecies that I've shared before, because the Lord wants it to be understood for what reason these things are going to happen and what the punishment of arrogant sin is. God says that this nation is a nation that when it is chastised, it does not repent. So when America has a flood, when America suffers a natural disaster, when these tiny earthquakes come, you see people saying, oh, it was nothing to write home about. It was just a tiny little baby one. And they do not know actually that the rocking of the land in tremors and the upset of the sky, I'm not talking about manipulated weather, but I'm talking about the the times when it just rains for 10 days and people start experiencing flooding, there's financial loss, there's inconvenience. Those prophecies are on the blog. And what the Lord says in those messages is that these natural dis- natural disasters are the beginning of my displeasure. They are the start of my upset and anger, not only with America, but with the nations of the world. But people do not see them for what they are. Instead, they are following the internationally cute narrative that everything that happens is climate change and climate change. And what most people don't understand is that the people who are selling this climate change narrative to you are doing so because they are following another agenda. They are worshiping another father. Their father is Lucifer. And so, they will, for as long as possible, for as long as we, the public, believe, follow, and buy into their packaged explanations, they will use various phraseology and various types of manipulated truths to cover up the reality of what is happening. Because these people are steeped in the worship of the fallen ones and Satan himself, they well know what the tremors and the rocking are of the earth means. They know that these things are the birth pain that our Lord Yeshua spoke about in Matthew 24 when he was asked, what shall be the signs of your coming? He was saying to us that the earth will become restless, the seas would roll, the sun would stop doing what it's supposed to do, the moon will stop doing what it's supposed to do. There will be earthquakes in diverse places, this man said. Pestilences and plagues would begin to arise and erupt, but all these things does not mean the end is yet. Jesus was telling his disciples that you need to be strong and have a very tough and resistant faith. Why? Because the times of the end are not going to just happen like this. It's not going to happen the way people expect where things are just going to happen suddenly and then all of a sudden, whoosh, it's over and we go to heaven. It is not like that. Jesus clearly wanted his disciples to understand that the end times are going to be a time period in the earth that exhausts people. So he was giving his signs and the followers of the devil know the signs, but they cannot come out and say the weather is getting out of hand and the weather is becoming impossible to predict and manipulate it here and there because God is angry. These people do not acknowledge God and they will never admit ever that there is a God because God is their enemy. So it is up to the child of scripture to understand what is happening. When an arrogant nation continues to Sin and continues to have a prideful heart and begins to flaunt her sin in the face of heaven. The first thing that will start to happen to that nation is that she will start to be rocked by punishments. But what verse 10 is saying is that when America's bricks are falling down, when she's going through her 9-11s and she's going through her Oklahoma bombings and she's seeing that children are becoming more violent and that young people are being now freely told because of laws that, that are in the process of being worked out, that you don't need your mother and father to know if you want an abortion, you don't need parental consent this nation is having her structures broken and they are being broken by people who know what they are doing so that the nation can utterly fall into reprobate existence before the Lord. Reprobate simply means that it is impossible to renew this person to repentance. It is impossible for this nation to ever repent of the things that they have done in such a way that God can forgive. So when you tell the men that they can wear lipstick and wear skirts and that the women should band themselves up and walk around and wear prosthetics in order to mimic male intimacy, what you are saying is, we are trying to tear the foundations of the country apart to a place where God will never accept it and receive it. And this is what God is saying, that he will never remove the sin of this nation from it, and its outcome will be the punishment of mystery Babylon. So the more the country is punished, the more they arrogantly say, it doesn't matter what fell down, we're going to build it back better it doesn't matter what has been cut down we will replace it with even better and newer stuff and so God says that he will be the one to stir up the adversaries of the reigning king of the United States I will stir up the enemy of the king and I will spur his enemies on so I have shared in prophecies such as the one called ascendancy that There's also a prophecy called Mirror, Mirror. You can always pause the video and write these things down so you can go to the blog and read and watch them later. Every blog post already has the video at the bottom. So the video will expand information and then you can get the full picture. In ascendancy and in Mirror, Mirror, God said, that he is the one who is going to build up Russia and China, he's going to build them up economically, he's going to build them up militarily. So when you see them fighting and growing up and about to become second, second and third greatest economies in the world and soon to overtake the United States, don't just think because it's over there working hard. There is spiritual grace being released to them to strengthen them because they have an end times purpose. They are the weapons of indignation that God is going to use. And the Lord says that they will come and strike one in the forefront and one in the back. And when that attack happens, America will not be able to fight back at all. People get upset when they hear the truth and they say, let them try. We have nukes. You need to understand, for the Lord was speaking and reminding me of these things when I was on the bus home today, that America will have no clue of the day of her attack. It is written in prophecies like the hub. It is written in prophecies like the heart attack. On the day that America is attacked, she will have no idea that there was an attack that had been building for years. For years, the Lord says that there will not even be a single data leak. There's this movie, I think it's called The Enigma, where it was talking about the code that Germany was using in the Second World War and how that code was cracked just in time to give the Allies an advantage. In order for a code to be cracked, that code first has to be intercepted. So before you could crack the German code, somebody actually had to catch a bit of the code being communicated from point A to point B. And then with that little piece of code you then work on it with a team to say what is the code these guys are using how do we crack it so that we can understand what the message that they're sending is that's not going to happen here america is not going to intercept anything and america is not going to know until the day that those people come out of the freezing sea that i saw in the prophecy i think it was d-day where I saw them coming out of the sea, and they were just wearing wetsuits in freezing weather. It did not bother them one bit the times that they came to this country, and and there was no communication. America had no idea. She never had an inkling until it happened, and that is how it will be. And the Lord says for all these things, his anger is still not satisfied against this country because there is a deep history of sinfulness here. Sinfulness that has cast away America's founding purpose, which was to be as a city on a hill, blazing forth the glory of God, blazing forth certain ideals that definitely drew people here from all across the world, but she has become dilapidated, fallen, and then at the end of her life, for we are in the end of this empire's life, twisted, recalcitrant, and very, very wicked. He said that despite the punishments that have come so far, the people do not turn to seek him and they do not look for him. And so he will cut off the head and the tail from the nation, the high and the low, meaning that the high ranking people will fall. But then he says, the low, who is the low? The Lord says that the prophet who teaches lies is the tail and indeed the prophets that the people have raised up. For a man cannot take unto himself this office. He must be Recognized by the fruit that is coming out of him. The word of truth must resonate in the heart and ear of the hearer that this is truly, thus saith the Lord. But in this country, men and women have realized that it is very profitable simply to take the nicer Bible verses and put them together in a tidy little lesson and hand it out to the people, because in the heart of the people already resides a lie, multiple lies that we cannot be judged that we're a good nation we do good things look at the aid we send to the foreign countries and when we fight wars we're just fighting those wars to free those poor people in iraq and we wanted to free the people in kuwait and then we did a little freeing in afghanistan and then we're just going to free the people in syria and this is the mindset of the majority of the people and those who do not have those mindsets when they speak they are cursed family members will fight a person who tries to say that this nation has sin upon its apron sin upon her skirts for all the children that she has put to death family members will say that america is a good place and so the voices of the righteous in this nation are very mute Many people are silent simply because they want to avoid arguments. But I say to you that if you keep your silence now, as Mordecai said to Esther, if you think that you will be saved from the judgment of death that is coming upon us because you are in the palace and you want to hide behind a wall of silence, I say to you that God will raise up our salvation from another place and do not think that this judgment will not find you. In another place, because who knows if you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, if in the day that you should speak in the day that you should have proven your faith by being strong enough to say, even if I am alone in this family, I will continue to be the voice of reason. Do not think that God will not ask you about that later for the Bible says that even the cowards will be put in the lake of fire and that's in the book of Revelation. God says that he will cut down the false prophets and he will cut down the leaders that lead the people into error but do not think that the people themselves will be absolved. God will judge the one who teaches lies God will judge the one who consumes lies and says, "Indeed, this is truth, and I love it." And the Bible says here in verse seventeen that God will not have any joy in the young people, nor will He have mercy on the widows and the fatherless. So, in this world, we tend to make differenti- um, we tend to differentiate based on outward things like what race is this person and and how much money does this person make? And is this person a widow or did this person lose their parents at an early age? But as you will hear in the second video, which is Ezekiel chapter... Nine, God does not differentiate by any other marker except the marker of who loves the Lord's law and who keeps the Lord's law and who is righteous and who does not. So it doesn't matter if you are a young person. Many people get upset and say these prophecies can't be for children. I hope the children will be taken somewhere safe. The children are not going anywhere safe. Many times Israel was invaded and attacked by her enemies because she had become so sinful that God removed the hedge of protection. And he let Assyria come and fight them. He let the Philistines come and fight them. He let Edom come and fight them. And he let the Babylonians come and take them and carry them naked into slavery. And they went naked, the old and the young, male and female, the rich and the poor and the children. So when other nations are experiencing tsunamis because they worship idols and the sea rises up and covers the land, the sea never says, but not the children, only the adults. Judgment is a blanket concept. And when judgment falls, if you truly want to understand how judgment works, go back to the book of Exodus and read how God differentiated between Israel and Egypt. Children died in the plague of the firstborn in Egypt. Children are not spared because they are small. They are spared only when they are covered by righteous parents. So... God will have no mercy on young men, widows, fatherless, for everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer and the mouths of people speak foolishly. There is no God. This is nonsense that you're speaking on this channel. God would never do that because this and that other person on that and that channel said that revival is coming to America. When God begins to show that his anger is not satisfied and that his hand is still stretched out for judgment, the hand stretched out for judgment means that as long as the hand of God is raised, tempests storms hard times will hit this nation and every other nation that practices rampant open and unrepenting sin just as moses raised his hands and as long as moses hands stayed up joshua was able to fight and overcome amalek the tribe that had attacked them without reason without provocation, as long as the hand of the Lord is stretched out. It means that the fiery serpents from the book of Deuteronomy will come among the people of America and will bite all those who are sleeping with other people without a wedding ring. It will bite all the people who are watching porn. It will bite all the people who are stealing old people's money in the hedge fund. It will bite all the evil bankers and it will bite all the children that are fornicating and lying and twerking on TikTok without clothes on, every person who is practicing what this book calls sin will receive the judgment. And as long as the hand of the Lord stands up, as I will share in the second video, the judgment will continue to roll on. So the wickedness burns like fire in the nation and it is kindling all the people. I shared in one video how the Lord showed me in the end of time when Satan begins to release more powerful principalities, generals, and demons than we that we have ever seen, than we have ever ever experienced this is going to be nothing like those demons that you can say go in the name of jesus if you have never battled a principality if you have never come up against these things in the spirit or the lord has not trained you in them then you will really think that when you say in the name of jesus they'll be like oh i'm i'm so sorry i'm I'll, i'll just leave it is nothing like that in the final days it will be clashes with demonic principalities excuse me to the death their death or yours So this is the time for people to check how much they have in the tank, how strong their relationship both with scripture and the Lord of Scripture, really is. The Lord says that the land will be burned up, so do not think that California is burning for no reason. And the people themselves will be consumed like wood in the fire. This is actually a more spiritual term, not that people will be burned up physically, even though when nuclear weapons fall eventually, that is what will happen. But people will be feeling as if they're being cooked in a boiling pot. Inflation will cook the country. The money crash will cook the country. The collapsing housing market that is coming will cook the country. God showed me that the government will not be able to sustain all the lies that they tell people now that the dollar is strong and that the Federal Reserve is full of money. It's just stories. The Lord revealed, I think the prophecy is a very simple one. It's called America is broke. Says this country is deep in debt to foreign powers and that it owns nothing. It only has what are what are known as promissory notes, which is just basically a fancy form of IOU. It says America only has bravado and talk and promissory notes, but she doesn't actually have any money. And one day they will be unable to cover up the fact that there is no money. And they will simply tell you, well, the dollar we had to devalue it and, you know, just to save the nation and it's only temporary. Whatever the Fed likes to tell people, they will tell people and people will watch as their buying power tumbles by 60%. And when that happens, many people will be unable to maintain their car payments, their loans, their homes. And so I saw many people in the prophecy, signs of ruin in America. I saw many people fell on government government assistance for a while, but then the the system became too burdened and it couldn't pay out anymore. And so the payout amounts became very flimsy. You were not able to get whatever they give. Now you had a lot, lot less. And eventually they cut it off completely because there was no money to give. So God says that there will be hunger, that people will be scrabbling to find food, and they will still not be satisfied until people feel like they want to basically eat themselves. And there will be great division and anger in this country. And of course, if you've watched just a few weeks back, you will see the prophecies on civil war and things like that. And so I've read the prophecy, I've read the prophetic word from Isaiah chapter 9. Verses 10 to 21, for judgment will come because of arrogant practice of sin. And now the Lord gave me the example of this person so that we can understand the process by which a man goes into sin and you can simply apply it to how a nation goes. And he was just basically, I won't go through everything. You can read it for yourself in Judges chapter 13 to 15, looking at Samson, that Samson didn't just fall into sin in a single day. So America did not fall from her shining position as a bastion of hope and a nation of open doors and a nation where people could come and build themselves up. America fell in stages. And how you fall in stages is that you begin to practice Sin on various levels, and you begin to compromise the spirit of righteousness and the spirit of holiness with which God expects a nation, a people, or a person to live. So, Samson became captive to sin and broke all the laws that were over his life when he was born. His mother was told that what you will have in your belly is a consecrated seed. He will come and he will be a judge for the Lord. Do not drink any alcohol or take anything that comes from the vine. Because when this baby is born, he's going to be a Nazarene. A Nazarene is someone who is practicing a higher level of consecration than the ordinary person. So just the ordinary person, God expects you not to lie, steal, kill, expects you to honor your parents, expects you not to have any gods before him, expects you not to covet your neighbor's goods, and things like that. But the person who is practicing that higher level of consecration, and this is supposed to be everybody who is called to the ministry, the fivefold ministry, not everyone who simply registered a business or something and then started preaching. That is not being called to ministry. God is the one who selects the evangelists and the teachers and the prophets and the apostles and the pastors. God is the one who puts the gift in people, and then begins to manipulate and manifest and prove to all witnessing, all watching, that this person is what I have formed them to be in my body to perform a certain function. So as my old pastor used to say, there are many who went, but they were not sent. Samson fell because Samson was born at the higher level of consecration. Samson was born with a purpose already laid out for him, which is that he was going to be something like Israel's kings. Israel had no kings in those days, so Samson was supposed to be a lawgiver like Moses. He was supposed to be a judge, and judges were highly revered and were supposed to be extremely moral men. Why? Because you're sitting in the place of the Lord. You are sitting instead of the Lord, meaning that you are sitting as a human representative of what God wants to see, and you are not supposed to be living like, Like a fanboy, which is what Samson did. Samson had absolutely no personal restraint and when he grew up, he certainly did not grow up without his parents telling him what the Lord required of him. But Samson loved women. He had a weakness for women. Samson went into harlots and he married foreign women. And when he was with Delilah, they were not even married, they were shacked up. And so, Samson had this habit of practicing small sins until they became a habit with him. He killed a lion, and then, when the lion, when a beehive grew in the body of a lion, Samson took honey from that dead body and he put it in his mouth. And yet, The laws of Israel stated that a Nazarene cannot even be in the same room when somebody dies. So if Samson's parents had ever gotten sick and were passing away, Samson would not be allowed to be in the room because the passage of life out of the body is a defiling is a defiling thing in Israel the dead so if those who buried the dead they had to stay outside the camp until sundown consecrate themselves in complicated rituals and then come back in so samson was living at a level or was expected to live at a very holy level but samson was not interested in living to what he was called to be. And so has this nation become, it is not interested in raising good and healthy young men and women who understand that there is a God ruling above this nation and that this nation should not be giving lip service to things like for God and country in God, we trust the name of God is used almost like Febreze; It's just sprayed around to make things smell nice, but we all know what is underneath samson kept pushing the boundaries he was told to never cut his hair he was told that he was a consecrated nazarite vessel who was expected to live a holy and blameless life before the lord he was told not to drink or eat anything from the vine but samson loved to drink wine he was a drunkard drink and fall asleep, and then wake up and do things. So when Samson was finally taken captive in real life, it is because we must understand this principle. There will always come a point where sin will no longer be tolerated by a holy God. You see, justice is n- j- judgment is never instant. The reason that we are hearing judgment now in 2019, 2020, 20, 2021, and 2022 is not because this nation came into sin now. The things that I am reading are pronouncements against the sins that were practiced before I was born. So, God has given Americans generationally more than 50 and 60 years to repent. And therefore, it is very strange the mindset that God should be the one to continue bearing the pain of watching the nation sin. Many people ask, but why is he doing this? But why is he saying this? My question is, how can you not care about his well being? How can we not care as people about the heart of the Lord? And this is a question that I would ask people in Africa, in the Australian continent, New Zealand, wherever you're watching, in Asia, no matter where you are watching, why is it that the heart and the well-being of the heavenly father is always the last priority and our health, happiness and well-being, and wanting this world to continue on earn endlessly, no matter how filthy and actually scary it becomes. That is more important than actually thinking he has given us such a long time to repent and we haven't. Sin will be tolerated to a point because God is merciful, but sin will also come to a place where judgment will first be announced and then the judgment will come. So the process of announcing that judgment has been passed is called proclamation, and that is what the master's voice does. I'm reading out things, some of them five years old, some of them eight years old, and some of them just from the past week. I am making proclamations boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as given to me by the Holy Spirit at the command of god that these things should be spoken out formally in the earth and here is the thing about proclamations when a proclamation is made it actually does not matter if you hear it or not and that's the thing you see if in your country a law was passed that said you can no longer park your car after 7 p.m. You can't park it on the street. You actually have to find a paid garage and park it in. It doesn't matter where you are when that law is passed. What will happen is that if you don't know about the law and you, pa- you park your car on the street after 7 p.m., when you wake up in the morning, you will have a ticket. You will not be able to argue in court that I didn't know about the ticket. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. This is the first thing that you're taught on day one in law school. You cannot make the excuse that because you did not know there was a law, the law should not apply to you. And so these proclamations, whether they are heard by people in this country or whether they are not heard, when they are made, they become active. They go into a realm where the Father takes back his own word, and according to Isaiah 53 verses 10 and 12, just as my word that has gone forth from my mouth will not fail, it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. As the snow and the rain come down and do not return until they have fulfilled their purpose, which is to water the earth and make this earth bloom, so too is the word that goes forth from Yah's mouth. It will never fail. It will perform exactly what he says, and it will not go back to him empty. Now, if a prophecy of nuclear war, or if a prophecy of a crashed economy comes out of God's mouth and cannot go back to him void, it means there's only one thing that it can do. It has to fulfill itself. When people hear the proclamation, they have a choice. They can mock, they can scoff, they can listen and think this is very interesting content. Or they can take what the Lord is saying seriously and repent. When Jonah was sent to Nineveh, Nineveh tore their clothes and repented. When Jeremiah was raised up and prophesied for almost 25 years to his own people, not even a foreign people, his own people, they did not. They hated him and they even tried to kill him. And one day... Babylon showed up and took everybody naked into slavery. And so the time period for the fulfillment of judgment is always up to God. Jonah was given a set period of a number of days, but Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel had no idea when their words would come to pass. And in fact, a curious thing about judgment prophecy is that the longer it takes to pass, to come to pass, the more sinful, the more mocking, and the more rebellious people became. This process whereby God allows the word to enter the human heart, and then he watches with interest to see how people will respond to it. In the Bible, it's called making the cup full. So when you hear about Mystery Babylon, which is the United States of America, if you want, if you read Revelation 18 especially. It keeps talking about a cup. It talks about a cup of her defilements, which means that Mystery Babylon was the nation that caused everyone to think that being a man and wearing a dress is okay. Mystery Babylon is the one that told everyone that if you want to commit certain acts against your unborn child, it's your right. It's your choice. It's a woman's right to choose. Mystery Babylon has propagated many, many belief systems that have been adopted by the nations around. The world and God calls that the cup of her filthy abominations. But there is another cup that is mentioned about Mystery Babylon in Revelation 18, and that is the cup of her judgment. And the Lord says that when her cup is full, He will mix double the measure and make her drink it. So, Mystery Babylon is going to get two times for punishment what she did as sin. And so the day of judgment comes after the cup is full the day of judgment will finally come and you can read more about that in isaiah 13 i've read that chapter on on camera many times so i will not go into it but how did the day of judgment come for samson he was tricked delilah baited him because she herself was being threatened but when you involve yourself with women of low morals What can you expect? And so Delilah tricked him because to her, it was Samson's skin or hers, and she chose hers. Samson fell asleep on Delilah's lap, and when he woke up, he woke up to a bald head and captivity. He woke up to the fact that God left him. When God leaves a man, Satan has the right to do with him what he wants. God didn't leave Job, but God merely withdrew from Job, and look at the devastation that Satan caused in Job's life. Satan took everything that Job had except his life for taking his life was the boundary that God set to test Job and Satan came right up to that boundary, pressing hard against it until he even used his wife to try and plant the seed of suicide in Job's heart when the wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? And so Samson fell asleep and he woke up to jail he was chained by his enemies he was dragged off to be a servant and to do very hard labor samson ended up grinding in a mill and in those days the mills were not mechanized or even very automated they were huge pillars of stone with little with sticks entire beams like trees sticking out of them just imagine a wheel on its side and Slaves were chained to these beams and had to push with all their strength, walking around aimlessly in a continual circle as the little servant girls would come and pour the corn in and then that huge stone pillar would grind up the meal. This is what a man who was purposed as a holy judge before he was born ended up doing in the final weeks of his life. He was a slave. He was chained. He was working in a foreign country. The Lord told me to say that there is no escape from the day of judgment. The unrighteous will surely be snared, and only God's righteous people will be spared. The last thing the Father brought to my mind is very blunt. Samson prayed. Samson's judgment was already set. They had already put out his eyes. It's not as if God was going to grow him a new pair. Samson realized that his condition was hopeless, and so he cried out, God, let me at least have revenge on my enemies. But what happened when Samson prayed and regained his strength when his hair began to grow? He brought down the house of his captivity. He pushed against the pillars that he was now chained to. They had brought him in to mock him and make sport of him. When the house came down the lord said to me and i was writing this down on the bus that the party goers died so to everybody who's out there vaping drunk rolling from bed to bed when the day of judgment comes and catches you in that state the party goers died what else happened the philistine leaders had gathered to see the person who had tormented their nation so the president was there and all the top leaders there, high priests and their elites were there. They were all in that huge coliseum-like place, coming to see the great Samson, now blind and chained. The elites also died. So the high ranking out there, doing things to people's children all the things that they happen. I'm not saying that every single one of them does it, but the Lord has revealed that there are people with money that are not even in the public eye. I will say this, the people who are actually responsible for the deplorable state of this nation are not even the puppet faces that you see and think you know. You have never seen these people in your life, and some of them are not people at all. The common people who had come to see the great Samson, so many of them attended. The whole nation was interested to see the great Samson chained up. So the ordinary people, most of them being the ones who think that only certain people should be judged and that they don't have any sin that needs judging. All these people came with their children to look at Samson. It was like a big fat circus day. They were there and they died too. But the Lord said to me, Celestial, blind, bald Samson, also died so the blind church in America that just wants to hear the prophecies of how so and so is coming back and he's going to save us and the people who just want to believe that the rapture is next Tuesday it's really coming even though the rapture is supposed to be a glorious event catching up a prepared sin free people Somehow there is this mindset that the Lord will pour glory on top of a garbage can, and for some reason, the theology that people have received actually have them thinking that this is a possible thing. No repentance, but everybody is expecting the revival that precedes the great catching away. Blind, deceived, confused, chained, captive, Samson also died. And that is the end of the teaching and message, The Bricks Have Fallen Down, January 30, 2022. I'm Celestial, and you can find everything about this work that I do for the Lord in the description box below. Thank you for being with me, and until I see you again, God bless you, and goodbye.